0: Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. That, that did not sound real. How many of us are excited to be here today? Good, good, good. Thank um, I think, um for, some of, for many of you who might not know me, my name is Emeka. I am a member of the Word Team here at the Gap Church. Um, I'm also privileged to serve here as one of the leaders. Um, it's a privilege, and we're grateful. Amen? Um, today... Hmm. All right. I would like to start us off on a little journey, and I'll let us know what the title today is. Um, can you all put, start with the slides, please? I'll start with the slides. Um, before we do that, i also like to um, just give a shout out to Yeni. Can you all put our hands together for her? How many of us learned something last week? Great, great, great. So let's, 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 um, we're short on time, so let's go in. First slide, please, media. It's over here? Oh, wow, so how am I going to see it? Hmm? That's not the first slide. Thank you. I'm gonna tilt, no, who do I steal from? I'll tilt this one a little bit. Help me move this, please, so I can see it. Just move the thing itself. Thank you. Careful. That's good. That's good. So, um, can you all still see it? Yes, Everyone you can still see it? Okay. So, we're going to continue on our series. You. It's... Hey. <laughs> you can bring it back for them. All right. So, we're going to go continue on our series called, what? Uh, Trenches. I mean, Trenches. Trenches. And today, our tit- t- the title of today's sermon is going to... B, digging is not enough. Tell your neighbor, digging is not enough. Louder one more time. Digging is not enough. Okay, next slide. So when we talk about trenches, we need to understand that trenches have been used for centuries, even down as far back as the Babylonian Empire. Trenches is a a strategy in warfare that is used um, to create a shield for your team or for your army so that they don't they're not exposed to direct fire from the opponent. So what the team what soldiers what armies will do is they will dig trenches and bury their the forefront. the, arm, the soldiers in the forefront will be dug in on the sand. so when arrows are shot it doesn't come directly at them. No one can shoot an arrow straight at them. Trenches were also very used very well in World War I. In World War I, they still carried that same process or methodology from previous empires. But we see they didn't really use trenches so much in the war in Afghanistan, because then strategies had changed. But there was something very powerful about trenches. And today we're going to start off by looking at the British... British British trenches. These slide shows us the, how the trenches built by the British soldiers look like. Will anyone like to fight a war here for years? But this is what their own trench looked like. It is important that even as we dig trenches or as we build, as, we, as life gives us a battle, as, because life is a battle, we're fighting it every day, as we face life, be careful the type of trench you build because that's what, that is what will determine your spiritual and your physical health as you continue to fight. So it is not just enough to dig. What type of trench are you digging? Because that type of trench will determine the quality of your victory. Are you going to be victorious coming back to your family sick? Or are you going to be victorious coming back to your family healthy? Amen? Next slide. This is also another picture of the British trenches. You see, all they did was they just dug, and dug into the sand. They used some planks and some sandbags, and that was it. Another reason why the British Empire or British people dug trenches like this, is because they never thought the war would last for long. See, when you're going into warfare, you're never certain how long your battle will last. So always come what? Prepared. Next slide. Something unique, something different. The British people dug trenches open, open field, they dug into the ground and they stayed in there. But the Japanese people did did something different. They did not just dig trenches, they dug tunnels. See, that is why America was so frustrated in the war in Japan. Because every time they would send out marines to Japan, they lost a lot of soldiers in large numbers. Because the soldiers will reach shore, they'll get off the boat, they'll get on land, and for some weird reason, they'll find Japanese soldiers behind them. But when they got to the sea, when they got to the shore, there were no Japanese soldiers. So they'll get on shore, they'll get on ground, go in, and at night, Japanese soldiers will come from their back. And kill them off. Why? Because the Japanese soldiers dug tunnels rather than digging open trenches. See, because the Western world they were used to open trenches, but the Eastern world decided to go underground. So even as you work towards life and you fight the battles of life, what is your strategy? Are you going to use the same strategy that the enemy knows about? Or are you going to employ a different tactic? But I'm here to let us understand that the, diff- the only way you can employ a different tactic is by the help of the Holy Spirit. He's the only person that can give you an advantage over the enemy and in the specific battle that you're fighting. Amen? Yeah. Next slide. Now we see another trend that's a little, a little better. How many of us would like to fight here? Maybe, maybe. At least it looked better than the first ones, Yes. No? You don't want to fight? Want to fight. Ah. <laughs> I am sorry to let you know that life in of itself is warfare. Your, pure, your existence alone is warfare. You have to deal with it. If you think it's not warfare, then go and look at those who want to respirate in the hospital. Let's, I'm not going to go further than that. So we, here we see an allied trench. These are allied forces. It was not just the British... Was the British and a couple of other Western countries came together and they felt, you know what, since we're we're a conglomerate of nations, let's make our trench look a little better. But these trenches were not in the front lines. These trenches were for officers. So you see, the officers had nicer places. And I'm very sure for those who are in the military, who have been in the military, officers always have nicer quarters. True or false? I have someone here nodding in some names, it's true. Next slide. This is the German trench. Can we all see now how wide the World War Two lasted as long as it did? See, because the Germans that the, West, the rest of the West were fighting, they were ready for to fight for a long time. Oh, you're going to come and dig and stay in sand. All right. We'll wait until cholera and diarrhea kills you. And we'll chill in our fine trenches. Amen? Next slide. Look at that. Till today, these trenches are still in France. If you travel to France and you want to tour France, you can tour these sites but the trenches that the British people dug has been washed away. Can the strategy you employ in your life to fight, can you pass that on to your next generation to use the same tool? Or is the thing you're using to fight just specific for you? If if it's only specific for you, then you are very selfish. Next slide. We see that the trenches it was not just a little space, it was an entire network. And we'll see what connects these trenches that the Germans dog in the next slide. The next one will show you what the Germans did. You guys are still in my time. Okay. So we remember the last slide from the Germans, right? Now, this is a unique thing the Germans did. That's why the Germans were never on top. They never came up ground. The Germans moved artillery and their soldiers on the ground. So the Germans didn't just use what they learned from history. The Germans also employed what the Japanese used. So they didn't just dig trenches and make them beautiful. They also dug underground tunnels. So every time the British troops and the American troops wanted to fight the Germans, but the Germans were never up on ground. Because they will move their soldiers through these tunnels. And then their soldiers will get to the fine trenches that were built on the outside. And they had bunkers and they will sit in there. They will sleep properly in warm rooms with drinking water. There was no diarrhoea. So they could stay there for years. Next slide. I believe that should be the last one. Now we see Elijah's trench. Elijah built an altar and he dug a trench around it, right? So, who wants to know the truth about trenches? You dig trenches. The, the quality of your tre- of the trench you build in your warfare shows the quality of the battle you're going to fight. It also shows your authenticity and the purity of your heart. The trench Elijah dug was to show the prophets of Baal that there was nothing under the altar. See, because back in the day when they built altars, magicians would hide some things and then... When it is time for the fire or the sacrifice, they will do their little thing and then the altar will catch fire. But Elijah was showing them, I don't need your magic to get this altar to catch fire. I will dig a trench around it so that the water I pour on the altar, you will see it around the altar to certify to you that I am not doing anything to bring fire onto this altar, but God will bring fire on the altar. So the type of trench you build shows the quality of the warfare you're about to go into so now let's go into 1st Kings chapter 18 from verse 30 to 38 we see here that is Elijah's encounter with the prophets of Baal that is where Elijah does his thing in verse 38 he prays and the fire comes down from heaven and consumes the sacrifice and yet after that he, he slaughters the prophets of Baal but the summary is he built a trench now let's go into first samuel chapter 26 first samuel chapter 26 there's a reason why i said digging is not enough you can dig a trench you can make your trench very comfortable but if that is where you stop you will still lose that battle what you carry into the trench that you have dug is more important than the trench you dig. The Germans built beautiful trenches, but they still lost. Y'all never thought about that? See, the Germans were ready to fight long term, but the British came in with what? Character. Your character is what determines whether you lose or you win. So digging is not enough. Have the most thought out strategy. Pray and fast and receive the best strategy from the Holy Spirit on how to address that wicked manager at work. Or how to get, of that, or get out of that bad relationship. That is fine but your character will determine the next phase, whether you win or you lose. Some of us get out of certain phases in our lives and it looks like we've gotten out of the bad only to get into a worse. Because the challenge was never the person or never the situation. The issue was always you because we've not worked on our character. If we study 1 Samuel chapter 26... I'd have loved for us to read it but it's quite long so I'm just going to give us a, a summary of it. So please when you get home read 1 Samuel chapter 26. If you don't read 1 Samuel chapter 26, you will lose track of the series. From 1 Samuel chapter 25, we see that we see the encounter between David and Abigail and Nabal. Why is character important? If David was not of good character, he would have killed Nabal just to prove a point. Be careful of trying to prove a point when you're fighting a battle because remember, the battle is not yours. Although you dug the trench, although you're the one in the trench, remember that the battle is not what is not yours. The moment you try to take over the battle and fight it by yourself, then God will leave you to your own strength. And in that, you would lose woefully. Because remember, as much, as much as we are children of God, the person we are fighting the enemy, even in his wickedness and his lies, he's also wise. Amen? Yeah. The knowledge you and I have, at most, maybe the oldest person here will be what, 35? Thereabout. The enemy has been there since Jesus was on the cross, 2,000 years ago. So the knowledge you have, what, 30 something years of your or 20 something years of your life, can you compare it to 2,000 or 6,000 years worth of knowledge? So if you focus on your strategy alone, you will lose. What gives us the advantage is that the, the enemy is a father of lies. But you and I are children of God. So when we show characters of our father, it gives us an added advantage. Because when you're showing characters of your father, your father becomes your ally. When your father becomes your ally, then you have an added what? Advantage. You can't live in sin and expect God to fight with you. No, rather he will fight against you. Look at the life of the children of Israel. The children of Israel were God's beloved people. But whenever they sinned against him, he joined the Babylonians to fight them. He joined the Philistines to fight them. He joined the Romans to fight them. But whenever they came back to him, then he will go back with them and join them to fight their oppressors. Be careful to not be on God's opposing side. In 1st Samuel chapter 26, we saw something also. If David really did not have good character, he would have killed Saul. If David had pride in his life, he would have killed Saul because that was the prime moment. Remember, Samuel anointed him as what? King. And years had gone by. I am very sure most of us, we've dreamt about ourselves flying in private jets and riding Lamborghinis and all the beautiful cars and all the beautiful things of this world. But between where you are and that place called there is a little path along the way called character. Your character is what's going to take you from where you are to that dream that you see every night. If David had bad character, he would have killed Saul. And if he had killed Saul, the same way God took the kingdom away from Saul, God would have taken the kingdom away from David. Also, because digging is not enough, be careful of the people you have that are giving you counsel. In 1 Samuel chapter 26, we see that Abishai, the person who decided to go with David, said, this is a prime opportunity, kill him now and you'll be king. For some of us, the issue, the challenge, the problem you're going through is because you have wrong advisors. Oh, the person is my friend. They will give me the right counsel. And you two stupidly not go to God and ask God for a way out. You say, but my friend told me. When did your friend become the Holy Spirit? When did, the, when did your friend become ancient of days? When did your friend have the wisdom of the times? To guide you in the right way to go. Yes, I know the book of Proverbs says in the multitude of counsel, there is wisdom. He didn't say in the multitude of one friend. Yeah. So if you're going to follow scripture, then go in the multitude of what? Yeah. Counsel. Don't ask one person. That's good. That's good. Amen? Yeah. Also, digging is not enough. First Samuel chapter twenty-five. We see something happened. Yes, David did not kill Nabal. David allowed God to take care of Nabal. David took Nabal's wife, Abigail. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hmm. Be careful of the things that you go through when you're in your trench. That the enemy will not twist it and use it against you when you become king. David David took Abigail. Yes, her husband was dead. But you see, when David became king and he saw a beautiful woman, the enemy decided to use that same picture and twist it for him. You see, if her husband, Uriah, dies, then the same way you took Abigail, you can take Solomon. But if you look at it in the entire scripture, the people who were vying for David's throne, after David was old, were the two women that gave him sons, Abigail's children and Bathsheba's children. Be careful. I know right now that strategy is a winning strategy. But be careful so the enemy will not twist it and use it against you. Tell your neighbor, stay with the Holy Spirit. Another thing about trenches. You see, why David did not successfully win the battle against Bathsheba and Uriah was because at that moment also there was supposed to be a warfare going on. He was supposed to be where? In the trenches, but he was where? In the palace. Digging is not enough. You can't just dig a well and disappear. You have to stay with it. If you fasted and prayed, and that is what got you to where you are, When you become a king, don't say fasting and praying are for the peasants. That is called what? Pride. I know there's a book in leadership that says what brought you here cannot take you there. But in the things of the spirit, what brought you here is what will take you there. If you change it, you are changing the strategy God gave you. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. Ask your neighbor, can your character stand the test of time? Can your character stand the test of time? So even at this moment, I know we've... How many of us learned something or took something from today? Good, at least I know I didn't waste my time. That's good. What is it that God has called you to do? And what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? God has called me to be the governor of Texas. Okay. God has called me to be in Congress. Okay. What are you going to take into Congress that is different from what the people in Congress are giving us today? Tell your neighbor character. It is important to have character, but you cannot have good character in isolation. Good character is only gotten and received and maintained when you have a relationship with Jesus and you've accepted him and welcomed him into your life as Lord and Savior. So if you're under the sound of my voice today and you know you do not have a relationship with Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Now is the moment. Now is the time. Like my spiritual father would say, don't clap for others. Don't get to heaven and see yourself clapping for others when they should have been clapping for you because you were too big to surrender to Jesus. So if you're under the sound of my voice and you genuinely would like to surrender and welcome Christ into your life as Lord and Savior, Please come meet me here. Just come up front. Don't look at anybody. Just look at me. Just come up here. Don't try to be a big person about it. Just come up here and meet me. Remember, I'm about to tell everybody to put their hands together and clap. If you get to heaven on that fateful day, the angels will show you You remember when you were supposed to surrender, you were clapping for other people, but you were supposed to be out there when they should be clapping for you. I have ministered the word, but for the word to become life to you, you need to have a relationship with the life giver himself. Amen? Let us put our hands together for these ones that have come up. my brothers, please can you repeat this prayer after me? Lord Jesus, thank you for saving me. Thank you for redeeming me. I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. And I welcome you into my life. Have absolute control. Take me from where I was. And make me to the person you want me to be. Thank you, precious Father. For in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Put your hands together again one more time for them. If you don't mind walking to the back over there. You can see that beautiful sister over there and, uh, waving her, hand, her hands. Please go meet her. Amen. Please I would like us to rise and pray. It is one thing to have important strategy like the Germans. The Germans had very beautiful strategy. They were ready to fight for long haul. They were ready to fight long term. They made sure everything was ready. They had their beautiful tunnels, they had their bunkers, they had their trenches. Everything was set up properly. We also see the British people who had, who did not think they would fight long term. So they had a lot of casualties, but at the end of the day, they were victorious. So I would like us to pray, Lord, give me the right strategy for the long term and give me the character that will make me victorious. Pray that prayer. Father, give me the right strategy for the long term and give me the right character that will make me victorious. Father, I don't want to have the right strategy and bad character. And I don't want to have good character and bad strategy. Lord, in my life, I want a blend of both. Lord, by the power and help of the Holy Spirit, I want good strategy, great strategy. Lord, that will grant me the victories of life. Father, please grant me the good character to go with it. Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, I thank you for your children this very afternoon. And Lord, we pray that throughout our lives we will be victorious. In character we will be victorious. In strategy in life we will be very victorious. In the name of Jesus. Father, at the end of the day it's not for us to share your glory. But Lord, we will return all the glory to you. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.